0: This free ebook breaks down the simple time tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod for your favorite um, bit. Yeah, we got the data, at least according to Reed. We got the, This is the one that the people want. This is the one that you guys are craving for. It's our tepid takes. Tepid tapas. Mm. Ooh, tapas? Tepid tapas. Ooh. You like that? Yeah. Ooh, we could even, if this, it's cold outside, so I'm not going to do it, but if it was summer and it was warm in here, we could do tepid topless tapas. Tepid tapas. It's tapas, really tapas. hot in this uh, yeah. studio. So. Stay tuned. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll see. multifamily investing made simple, you might see some tepid topless tapas coming Maybe on, for come your way. Anyways, this is the show where we are going to just take some uh, items that Reed has populated from the news cycle. Procured. And as always, Dan and I do not read the news. I don't even read. Um, I don't even do anything. I just <laughs> stare at a wall most days. Um, and so we have no clue what's going on out there. And yet Reed thinks it's a good idea to give us this and then ask us to react, <laughs> which can only end well. Yeah. Surely. Okay. What do we got? You want to do the first one? No. Okay. Um, Black, (laughs) Blackstone, Blackstone, it's company. Hmm. Blackstone raises $2.6 billion for real estate secondaries deals. Hmm. And the first line from this that I found interesting, and it took me a second to kind of like understand this. Blackstone has finished fundraising for its largest vehicle yet dedicated to acquiring stakes and funds of other private investment firms focused on real estate and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, the, the thing about that is 2.6 billion is not the biggest um, vehicle they've ever raised. Is for the, this particular um, sector. So $2.6 billion, which is bigger uh, by 30% than the second biggest or the last one that they raised in 2020. That's a big jump and surprising given what was happening in 2020 versus now. Don't you think?
2: Well, I think there was a bunch of free money around in 2020 and rates were low. Yeah, So I mean, I guess what what I'm seeing here is these, for for our listeners, these real estate secondaries, uh, these are like rescue funds, if I'm reading this correctly. So if there's a struggling deal, let's say there's a, oh, I don't know, an office building that's technically underwater on their loan. The operators have no money left. They need a cash infusion. Something like this comes along, like this fund, they become that equity infusion. Maybe they take all of the equity and the other guy is out. Maybe he's still in there a little bit, but... um, it's kinda of like bottom fishing, I would say. You go they're, find the really distressed shit and you get to make an extremely aggressive offer. They're gonna because, come in
1: whopping and whooping with a yeah. big stick and they're and they're gonna they're gonna take <laughs> wow. all your all of your equity. Yeah. No, it's, so it's not a good place to spray for them.
2: I mean that's why, you know, in, in times like this when people are struggling, there's Great opportunities for this kind of stuff, but it's because, you know, somebody's struggling. So This is
1: literally, if you're the operator, like, this is your only out at this point. Yeah, usually you, you've exhausted all other yeah. things. It's
2: this or um, foreclosure.
1: Yeah, and it sucks for them, but yeah. Blackstone is probably going to crush it over the next couple of years with this one. I think the part that's interesting, though, is that this is 30% larger than the predecessor fund that they raised in 2020. And I think the reason that's interesting to me is, like, I don't know when they raised in 2020, if it was after stimulus, when... Everybody's all flush with cash. That's my guess. No one was
2: struggling in 2020.
1: Yeah, everything
2: was in a good place. You wouldn't need a big fund to rescue people because everybody was either getting PPP loans or EIDL loans and all the renters and all the, like everyone was getting free money. So there was like no distress.
1: Well, I guess that's the part that's surprising is like liquidity was so high in 2020. Whereas people have been talking recently in this last year, like liquidity is lower. People don't have as much. So to be able to raise 30%, that kind of flies in the face of that narrative, which was 2020, liquidity's high, 2023, liquidity's low. It's like, well, pff, not the, that My low. point is
2: there was nothing to rescue in 2020. That's true, too. So the need for a rescue fund was smaller. These days, liquidity's there.
1: But it's just not in the places it needs to be. Counter-argument. Here. We did not know nothing would need to be saved in 2020. If you remember in 2020. Yeah, but nobody was underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in 2020, you remember, we were everybody was kind of unanimously thinking like 14, 18 months from March of 2020. Everybody's kind of saying like there's probably going to be distress and that's when the blood is going to hit is in about a year and a half, which would have been 2021. So if they started raising in 2020, it would have been with that forward site. That never uh, panned out.
2: Yeah, really. I don't think you raise money for something 14 months before you need it. When you're Blackstone, you can get $2.7 billion in a week. So you wait till it's needed, you get it, you put it to work. So why do you think they raised so much uh, at that well, point? This is the joy of having three sentences, is we have True. very little information. Um maybe they just always have this kind of thing as a product because there may be some distress somewhere that needs some capital infusion. So maybe it's just an ongoing product that exists. I mean, this is just the difference
1: between they raised two billion in twenty twenty versus two point six. If you if, it, if you factor in inflation, that's nothing.
2: This is the thing with the tech <laughs> <and> takes is <laughs> we don't uh, know we anything. have a, a sliver of
1: information.
2: We don't have we're enough to go on. <laughs> all these inferences about what Blackstone was doing in 2020.
1: So we're speculating I know. wildly. Okay, let's go to the next one. Another month of negative multifamily rent growth. I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. Um, okay, I'm just kidding. According to Apartment List, November marks the fourth month that multifamily properties have seen negative growth in the national median rent, down 0.9 percent month 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 over month to $1,340. And they think that demand will stay low through the holidays over the course of the last year. We're down 1.1%. What are your thoughts? Is
2: that a dead horse? It's, should we it's been should beaten, we beat the shit poor, out of it a little bit more?
1: This poor is, wait, are, are you we, saying are you saying this news is dead or multifamily commentary. is dead? Or, no, or, our
2: commentary <laughs> on this type of stat, which I know we've talked about many
1: times. Over and over and over. They lump all the different asset classes into the same. So we're talking A, B, C, and when you do Texas. that Texas when yeah, <laughs> Texas, Tennessee, yeah. like when you do that, it Sorry, makes it Reed. impossible to have there's it, too much noise, not enough signal. I can't draw any meaningful take from this, other than, yeah, yeah. Um, look at
2: local market data for wherever you're interested in, in the correct asset class, and see if this is happening. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but don't look at this headline and be like, "Oh my god, multi is dying." It's not. It's hard. It's it's everything's fine
1: because you have to understand <laughs> that, like, if you have certain large site, uh, cities, say San Francisco, New York, places that have. Yeah, people are dipping. Crushed, right? Like, they've been crushed. That's going to pull down your national average pretty significantly. And there's Texas, a lot of areas places
2: on the Class A front, there's a lot of areas that actually have been building quite rapidly and they're oversupplied. So you well, that's what we're that going to talk about in this next one,
1: actually, oh, is oh. that as rents cool, U.S. inflation expected to slow. And um, they're, they're thinking that we're going to hit that 2% target, but PETA,
0: Doug PETA, PETA,
1: says there's a ton of inventory in the pipeline. I think that's what I'd i say PETA? Beta?
0: Beta? Beta. That's uh, what I've been hearing from beta. developers
1: that, I, that I've that i been talking to is that they're like, there's just, there's so much inventory coming on. Because this is the case, this is what happens with builders is they they build right up until the music stops. And then they're they're stuck with buildings that were still being built and they have to finish them. And so what's that going to look like over the next couple of years? I don't know if it's going to be all that big of a problem. No, it's a,
2: it's a really good thing, yeah. honestly, because this whole rent element of the inflation calculation is one of the things that's been keeping it appear to be higher than it actually is which keeps the fed holding things where they're at which is still pretty restrictive so we're finally getting the point where inflation data is basically like where it needs to be we just need the fed to do math their way and come to the same conclusion um so it's good it means rates are going to be down a little bit over the next 12 months Um, um that doesn't mean that like rent prices are deflating. It just means that class A got built up. Everything else is just kind of moderating. So I think it's good. I think it's good.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm not seeing anything in these numbers yet that gives me sense of like economic collapse on the horizon or anything like that. Now if you so- see
2: vacancy spiking, if you see rent deflation, you see people's incomes dropping Drastically. Everyone getting laid off. These are
1: problematic. Those are a problem. I don't see that in here. Speaking of getting laid off, getting and just kind of liquidating everything. Billionaire Mark Cuban eyes blockchain use for real estate innovation. Forget that. Reed, how are you bringing that? That's not the most cool, important thing that Mark Cuban's done in the last week. Do you know what Mark Cuban's been up to this last week? He left Shark Tank and he sold his ownership in the Mavs, the Spurs. What's he doing? Does he on? Does he? Uh, BTW. Uh, BTW. Oh, yeah, it is at the bull. He's sold his controlling shares. Okay, so let's talk about this. There's there's a lot of theories out there. Our boy is liquid. What's he doing? What's he liquidating for? That's the, that's the, a that's the theory that people have right now. A lot of smart people are saying Mark Cuban's going to run for office. What do you think?
2: I have not thought about it until you just said it. I don't. Why would you need to liquidate everything? You only. You don't need billions to run for office.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's like, a. a um,
2: or maybe you just can't own that. Maybe shit. there's a conflict. Yeah, it's probably a conflict thing. Like you, yeah.
1: But the other thing too. So there's that aspect. I don't know if he's going to run for office. I'm not a I don't. I'm not a pundit. Um, would Would it be good? I think. Anything is better than our two-party system, so if, if, give me options more than Biden, Trump, and, like— I don't know what his
2: policies are, but I'd probably vote for him, I
1: would guess, unless he's, like, way worse. extreme. It can't be worse. Um,
2: but I think what, what's interesting—I think it was, like—it yeah, was, like, a couple weeks ago I was listening to uh, The Rock on—I'm uh, sorry, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne
1: Johnson. On uh, You mean Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, I believe that's his full That's the accident. most
2: accurate way of saying who this person is. I was listening to him on Rogan and he was saying that he wouldn't say which, but he said one of the political parties approached him trying to convince him to run.
1: He wouldn't say which? No, he I wouldn't think say It's which. so funny that we can't figure out which because like which way would he go? It's not, it doesn't
2: matter which way he would go. It's which one would want him. If I had to guess, I'd probably say Republican. They would both want him, i guess. I mean, yeah. The, well, anything's better on both, on both sides, sides than what we've got. But I think it's, it's I interesting like, that if he's getting approached, there's probably other people in that kind of category, yeah, i.e., Mark Cuban, totally. celebrity, that they're like, ooh, can, they're not like, like we're DeSantis. struggling. Like our team captain is. They like, don't like Vivek. Not they don't legit. like Trump. We need. Somebody, so I bet he, I bet he did get approached.
1: Yeah, it would be. I feel like the Democrats are throwing everything behind the incumbent, which is Biden, and so I don't even think they're entertaining interesting counter candidates at this point, which really sucks. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, yeah, I ain't got nothing I against Biden, but I'm not. I'm not exactly sure he's done a fantastic job.
2: Yeah, I haven't really been paying much attention. I never really understand everything that's going on this far out. It's a ways. Like there's, there's all this stuff, all these little like lot of primaries, jack-in. things like that. I don't understand what all these things are that are happening. So I, I don't even bother paying attention. I
1: think this is going to be the most interesting election cycle that we've had. In oh, it's really going to be a time. fucking Netflix special. It's on steroids. It's, yeah, it's, and it's a I, shit show. I, I think part of the reason for that is exactly what you were just talking about, without meaning to, which is that The Rock is on Joe Rogan talking about this, and I think. Yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting is that. Because podcasts and secondary media outlets like Twitter, like in everybody has access to this ability to amplify their voice in, in a way. Me.
2: Excuse me, it's
1: so, it's uh, called, X. It's called X. Sorry, 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 Elon. Please don't take back my my payments. I've you just got. Uh, I made a grand total of like two hundred and seventeen dollars on X. Well, I am under. You just got Elon's throttled thumbs. with that one. Yeah, but the, the the fact that we all have access now to this ability to amplify your voice and go direct to the listeners and podcast listenership is up, and so. Going on Joe Rogan's podcast as a candidate is going to get you so much more visibility than you would even get just going on, like, you know, NBC Town Hall.
2: You get three unfiltered hours. Yeah. No commercial breaks, no network influence. Totally. And I I think if there is ever
1: any world, I don't know if it's going to happen this election cycle, but I do see a world in the next decade where the two party system. Is start starts to erode a bit I hope. because now we can have these people who it's like
2: puppet one or puppet two. It's like, well, you're the, it's the same fucking person, two different hands. Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> never good options. Dan,
1: does we not need like to be doing, on YouTube. Dan to, does not like doing puppet shows for Coco at home because he's like, "Are you stupid? I'm both the unicorn and the princess." How do you not understand this? It's the same this? guy. It's the same guy. <laughs> just doing different voices. <laughs> I would never do that to her. So I don't know what Mark Cuban's <laughs> doing over here with blockchain. Don't care. Um, run for president. That would be awesome. I think the more choices we have would be a win. Give us more than... <sighs> if it was Cuban with The Rock as VP, <laughs> I'd vote, I'd vote I'd twice. Vote. I'd I, vote so I can't, hard. but I'd, yeah, I'd try. I'd commit voter fraud. <laughs> I, I, would, I would figure out how... I've never voted a day in my life. <laughs> well, no one would fuck us, and I, and I, would, no one g- would, I would fuck I would, with us. You know what? I, I've been saving all my votes. For when, and <laughs> That's I'm, how that works, right? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I have crew? like a solid 20 saved up. So, uh, <laughs> <Never once voted. laughs> I'd like to put them all on black Dwayne Johnson. Um, all right. What else we got? Empty bed and bath and be goddamn empty bed, bath and beyond stores are hot real estate. Here's who moving in Burlington. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> awesome. Michael's cool. Barnes and Noble, all Ollie's bargain outlet. What is um, that must be like a Southern read. Is this a Texas thing? Uh, indoor bargain? pickleball courts, trampoline parks and bowling alleys have also filled up the vacancies. You know, pe- you're doing really badly when like bowling alleys are, are taking people over. still
2: freaking out about pickleball. Is that fad? Still a thing.
1: People still? are still psyched. So still psyched. I thought
2: um, our old buddy, <laughs> Ty Lopez bought the, uh, I don't think he
1: bought the real estate. I think he bought the name, Bought right? the
2: intellectual property to bed, bath. And that didn't off. go well. No, no. I feel like that's imploding on him.
1: Yeah. Well, so um, Hot real estate. Why is Bed Bath Beyond? It's just a big box. Well, I think there were so a hot. lot of those boxes. Were there?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the, those are one of those spaces where it's like when that tenant moves out, like it's like a Halloween store. Okay. That's a month. You know what else do you put there?
1: Well, this is this is this kind of flies in the face of that actually, which usually we would look at that type of real estate and we'd say, what's going to go in there? This is saying, hey, there's actually a lot of demand for that between Burlington's, Michaels, well, Barnes. Barnes and Noble? That's how, what I'm they, saying. how do they
2: exist?
1: They found a niche and they'd held Burlington, on to their dear life. <laughs> I think it's probably doing the best out of all these. You ever like, been into
2: a Burlington's? These I mean it's it, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's I'm just a shit saying. Show. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like the Walmart of jackets.
1: Of these, which one would you be most likely to be found in? A Burlington's, a Michaels, Barnes and Noble, all these bargain outlets yeah. Macy's for sure. or home goods. Home goods. Home goods? Yeah. Okay. I'm a I'm a a and Kind of guy Beat. i do i do like to go to barnes and noble and just walk through the book aisles because you sniff them i do it makes me creepy, feel creepy son of a bitch. yeah <laughs> i used to do this back before I, I was like a published author i was like oh someday i'll be up there and then i would put my personal journal on the shelf and then i would leave and i'd be like i hope somebody tries to buy that was your day. picture
2: on the personal yes. journal
1: it was a polaroid and uh, uh
2: have you talked to anyone about this like no
1: no um but it's all worked out in the end okay you know i'm not allowed in most barnes and nobles anymore but i mean i can't i don't know where to find them i'm just surprised honestly that there is a demand for these big box stores i'd be willing to check out all these
2: bargain outlets to be honest i don't, I don't know, even know what, what that it is. is i've
1: never seen one in my life it's a bargain
2: and an outlet which is like two good things it's probably super cheap
1: okay so if our if our if our BBB goes out down the street, would you Would you rather have an indoor pickleball court go in or a trampoline park? what? Our if, what? if our BBB goes goes out, our BBB. Bed Bath Beyond. Come on, bro. Our BBAB. No? Not with me? Okay. <laughs> Let's, what would you like to see go in next door? The oh, indoor man. pickleball or trampoline park? What, what are you most likely to get jazzed on? God, like not... Think about the trampoline park. It's like a bouncy house, but the whole place bounces. (laughs) Is is laser tag still a thing? No, Dan. No, no. Now we play VR laser tag, which have you been to the sandbox? Is VR like augmented reality over at Rosedale Mall? I have no, no, I've not. (laughs) Okay. So what what I've learned here is Dan doesn't like fun. I would vote Um, laser tag. Like the real one from the nineties. No pickleball, no trampoline parks
0: trick. Pickleball
1: is too trendy. My sister just um, she's trying to trying to get she's trying to one up me. She's trying to take the the mantle the hat of entrepreneur in the house. She just started an escape room down in Shakopee. Hmm. What is this? Think there's, think, where do you think that's going to go? I mean,
2: I, there's really no overhead other than there's Zero. like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> So like, got, I get it. You charge a couple hundred bucks. to. Like, they need, it they,
1: makes sense on paper. I think I did the math. They need like 60 people per month paying 30 bucks each to break even. Yeah. So you just go around to the
2: local offices something. and be like, hey, do you guys want to do some team building shit? I'll lock you in this room yeah. and you figure
1: it out. Yeah. They got something with the Boy Scouts of America. So if you're down in Shakopee, go check it out. I don't even know the name of it. That's how supportive oh, I that am. Is a, that's um, the worst Support plug. local entrepreneurship and my sister. So... Which sister? Angelique. I do not know her. I don't know her very well either. Well, I know
2: I know a guy <laughs> that did uh back when this was like a new concept, one of the first escape rooms here. I think he did a couple and then sold the business or something. He's mm. he owns um a bunch of like um dog um um dog and pony shows?
1: No, it's <laughs> washer, dog walking?
2: No, it's where you like leave your, you go on vacation, you leave your dog somewhere,
1: doggy hotel. Yeah, dog stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh Dog's he owns walk. a bunch of those now.
2: So if she wants somebody to connect hmm. with on the escape room thing, I could do If you're looking for entrepreneurship, like intro.
1: if you're looking for business ideas, anything that has to do with pets is probably going to make you a ton of money. People love dogs. They love them. They, they love spending them. money on them. Get, get into like personalized, personalized leashes and clothing and like people will go gaga. You got a billion dollar company. You're welcome. Or start an escape room. Our dog had American apparel products.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, this happened before I met
2: Liz. That's that fair. wouldn't have been That's purchased fair. While I was around, but the, the amount of clothes that little Yorkie had was substantial. I
1: guess when you're little like that, like they can't generate their own body heat. So they, no, need, they no. need help. Yeah, he
2: <laughs> needed some. He had this little, anyways.
1: All right. So that is our tepid topless tapas. And I don't know if you got any value or any insight, anything valuable, or if this was just a brutal waste of 20 minutes of your time. And if that's the case, I am sorry.
2: I always feel the need to apologize after these things.
1: Yes. I appreciate you being here. I'm sorry. And we'll do better next time.
2: (laughs) Maybe.